0: Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Kiseitze, Tufshin Pei Aleph, as we uh, get into uh, back to Elul here in, uh, in Beit Shemesh, and Bar Hashem, we, uh, sorry we missed last week, but we are into the Chodesh Elul, Parshas Kiseitze is always um, a, a parsha that is inextricably, li- inextricably linked to this time of year. And this time, uh, the season of the, um, of the tshuva process. So, we uh, hopefully will, uh, as we always do, focus on the parsha. And then the last thought we'll say will be in Yanadiyoma related to the, uh, the time of year. So, we start off with the first pasik. Remember, the most mitzvahs out of any parsha. 74 mitzvahs. In this week's parsha, that's a very large percentage compared to 613. These three parshias, this trilogy, has a tremendous. Amount of mitzvahs, a very high percentage, I don't remember exactly, but if can look in the. the th- these three make up a tremendous amount. Dvarim itself has 200 mitzvahs, uh, a third. Uh, and in these three parshias, you have most of what is in Sefer Dvarim. So we start off, when you go out to war, we're within the um, uh, mitzvahs related to war. As we know, almost all mitzvahs related to war are in Sefer Dvarim. Sefer Dvarim is the Seabor Sefer, where Moshe Rabbeinu was giving his last instructions. When you go out to war, and Hashem gives you your enemy, uh, and you take captives. Etc., and we'll get into Yifaz Torah. Rashi quotes, We're talking about, not a mitzvah, not one that uh, every single person has to go out to, because also there, right, We're not allowed to take captives from uh, the seven nations. So we're talking about a mitzvah, okay, without getting into the details. Sezrev Zevin a thought that many say, but he says it in his own unique way. As he always does. Nitzchis Hiya Torah. The Torah is eternal. Everything in the Torah is eternal. Milchama Nitzchis. And also the battle. The battle in the Torah that's mentioned is an eternal battle. And even if we might be at a period of time where we don't feel that we are in battle at any time in Jewish history, there's still a battle. Vi tzadik Sadik And he quotes it Sadik, not by name. Right, we know there are different levels of interpretation of the Torah. There's pshat, uh, the simple interpretation, and remez, the hidden meanings. This is his unique line. We know pshat and remez. But he says sometimes, over time, at different stages of history, the pshat could become the remez and the remez could become the pshat. The simple interpretation... And the hidden interpretation can be flipped, depending on when you're living in history. Bisman she Yisrael Yeshua Berit Yisrael Malchus Yisrael Eisak Hayemes. When Bnei Yisrael were living in Eretz Yisrael and we had a Malchus based David, so then these mitzvahs. What was the pshat of these mitzvahs? There are war, there are battles, there are captives. Kiseit Tela Melchama Pasha Pshat David a Melech Malchus based David Hayalotchal Beit David. Right, Kibbeinay Maron. And what's the remez? She betoros remez yadu. Ah, oh, it's talking about the mechamah ha'yitzar, the mechamah of the yitzahara, the mechamah inside of us. When we go out to battle against our spiritual enemy inside of us, we have to we have to do our best. Yishka mechamahs penimis bechalachad ve'echad mechamahs ha'yitzarim chomoshah amr. Like the Gemara says. In the beginning of Shas, tov we have to fight our yeter tov, has to battle our yeter Sahara. Rashi quotes there, yase imo melchama. Right? we have to do battle. It's a, it's a war out there to overcome passions and desires that are inappropriate. Ukemoshakasev, and also as it says in Parshas VaYechi, that Yaakov Avinu fought the Amori becharbi of with his sword, with his arrow, and the uncle says vausi with different types of tefillah. So the Pshat, at many times in history, of these is it's an actual war, and the hidden meaning is the Melchamas HaYetzer. But once we went into Gaulas for thousands of years, and once we weren't really fighting physical battles anymore, so then the Pshat becomes the Melchamas HaYetzer. And it's always Chodesh Elul. And it's always, when you go out to battle, take no prisoners! no we're not fighting. We're not fighting the physical battles. throughout the generations, right? The Umos Olam, the, the nations made it very difficult for us and pained us and, and tortured us. But it wasn't a Milchem Milchama like in the normal sense, So said then Hafakarem is Lapshat. So then it's which. Like the Gemara says elsewhere. If Hashem wouldn't be helping us, so then we wouldn't be able to, to, um, to survive. But Torah's Remez, also you could talk about Melcham Mamish, but that's not forefront. Says Zevin, but over the past number of decades, Rachman HaLitzlan, but not Rachman HaLitzlan. We're fighting an actual battle right now. We're back to mamish the pshat. Kiseit se'la milchama. Now the Rambam in Hilchas Malachim. Rachman al Islan, but not Rachman al Islan again. We're Zoha to have a Jewish army to defend the state of Israel. Right, my children are 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 are, are have been and are and are part of that. So it's it's lamaisa. Kiseit se'la milchama. The dina melchama. We'd rather not be in battle, but we'd rather have an army if we need if we need to battle. So now it's flipped back. Or at least maybe there's two Pshat that we could say. We could say the Mechemes are also is Pshat. There's also still the maysa. He yesh There's a mitzius, But we have to realize that both of them are important for us. And he says, now, just like in an uh, actual Mechama, there's Mechemes Mitzvah and there's Mechemes Roshus. So too in our spiritual battles. Second paragraph. Gam Gamur. There's a Milchemas mitzvah where the Yetzahara is poison, and there are some things that have to totally be totally obliterated. He wants us to do gemuros Gamuros he's Isurum Chamurim. We have to just get rid of the get rid of the enemy totally. And then there are other Milchemas Rashus. Things that are at Mamish, they could be enemies, depending how we use them, depending how they affect my life. So then maybe we have to somehow channel and modify the enemy, make it not into an enemy. Right? What does the Gemara say at the end of Yuma? Our Chatoim could become mitzvos. We have to use everything in our in our power. To be able to fight those Milchemis rishus as well, but either way, whatever battle we're fighting, we have to do it l'shem shemayim, and we have to do it with siyata d'shemaya. He says, "Selam Again, for most of us, it's our spiritual battles that we have to overcome and perfect, and improve and connect ourselves with Hakadosh Baruch. Okay. At the beginning of the parsha, though, the first halacha, the first mitzvah that we discussed in milcham is a very unusual one, and not just unusual, even unique. Chazal never say this about any other area of halacha. We go into battle, and what happens? We see a beautiful woman. And we have a cheshek, we have a desire. And the Torah says, "Take her in, bring her into your house, shave her head, let her fingernails grow long, etc." The whole process of. Unique, not just unusual. Why? How do we know it's unique? Because Chazal tells us, and Rashi quotes it, right? Lodibra Torah ela Right? The Torah or the um, um, the Gemara Kedushin quotes it. You have it there in source number two. Chazal tells us regarding this marriage, and again, how does this marriage actually work? It's a machlokas, Rashi and Tos and Kiddushin. Do you actually you know, take her on the battlefield, do you take her home first, is it what we call a geriz balkarcha, the language that some uh, Rishonim used, a force conversion, whatever that means. Again, a um, uh, fascinating discussion, not for now in terms of the lumdis, in terms of the conceptual analysis, but we're going to focus on one word. Lodibra Torah, Ela the Torah says this after Elkanegid Egei Torah. And how is that understood? The Bali are explained because it's a very challenging um, situation and, um, and environment on the battlefield and it's, it's almost impossible. So the Torah gives you an outlet in, in a certain way and hopefully if you use this outlet, you'll eventually be able to overcome the Taiva and not uh, have this marriage take place. That's the ultimate goal as the Torah describes. But... Uh, the Gemara says, the language of Lodibra Torah, the Torah speaks, Ela k'neged Yitzhahara. And as the is Bracha. Right? That's the author of the Torah, Tzimimah, Rav Baruch HaLevi Epstein. Right, Tosefus Bracha, Baruch. Yeishtraira alashen Ela. What's that word, Ela? Lodibra Torah, Ela Kenegad Yitzhahara. The Torah talks, but, k'neged Yitzhahara? What does that mean? Sheinu <speaking> matzui <in> b'talmud, b'mechuv zeh shebekhan, b'keh but Ella is usually a temporary heter. Ella here. It's only going to be mutter now. It should have said, Mishum yetzahara. Would have been a smoother lashan. Because of the yetzahara, you're not going to want to control yourself. What's the word ella? What's the word ella teaching me? It's like a limit. It's only, but, it's a limitation. So it explains the Tosephus Bracha. Maybe he can explain based on a Gemara in Yavamis. The Gemara in Yavamis tells us on the Aftama line 12, And what he's going to tell us in a hidden way is that one of the secrets of marriage is being hidden in the Yifas Torah discussion, which one with like, well, Yifas Torah is like the opposite of a healthy marriage. And what we can learn something about it, yeah, let's, let's learn. Rabbi Chia's wife made his life very, very difficult. Think Rabbi Chia, one of the doliador Unbelievable. If the Torah would have been forgotten, he would have gotten it back. His wife was terrible. It was mitsar him. Actually, him. But he kept buying her things. Kept buying her things. Presents. And when, when Rav asked him, Why are you doing that? She's just Mitzar you. What did he answer? It's enough. That she raises our kids, and she protects me from sinning. Right? She, I have an outlet. Right? She protects me. Rashi and What did Reb say? What are two elements of marriage? Megados is benenu. Let's expand that to mean building the family. Okay, to me, maybe there's a little much to be desired but she builds the family and she protects me from sin. There are two amazing benefits of marriage and aspects of marriage. Number one, to be the parent model for children and to save each other. Woman more from the man, but I would say to save each other from looking elsewhere. Right? Like Adam and Chava, the bracha that we give. Two aspects of marriage protect and grow and, and help raise. continues he continues, not for our issue now. Skip to the uh, next paragraph. In a healthy, normal marriage, There's a double element. There's the asetov. There's the building, the family unit. There's there's building and helping the helping the raise the children. And usually, by the shem, helping with each other's growth, the spousal growth as well, and also protection. There's only one out of two. There's only one out of two. Right? It's the safe from the eight Sahara but it's not the other side. And that's why it'll lead to B'Tsore as Chazal say. And that's why we, we skipped the paragraph, but what does the, the Chazal say? Right, If somebody marries a Yifas Torah, they're going to end up having a B'Tsore Mora. Because Yifas Torah only has one aspect of the marriage. It's missing the Magadeles Yeldeinu, it's just the matzila, Matzilo Menachet. Yan yanchi huv shilo ben ben Suggested that to Tosef is Bracha, now we understand the Ella. Lo Dibra Torah, Ella Kenegad Yetzhara. The Torah allows you only a marriage with only one out of two aspects. Lo Dibra Torah Ella Kenegad Yetzhara. Kloma rak kinegada talamachid. Ella is always limiting, always, always minimizing. So unlike a normal, healthy marriage, which is about being part of the family and raising the family in a positive way and transmitting values. A. And B a protective device. And making sure, right, the most healthy uh, you know the Gamar says that uh, even if somebody's married when they're younger, they should be trying to be married when they're older. Right, in order, it's 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 the most healthy and protective environment if one uh, we have we have to try. So the MK in Magaroza, Isha, the Khulu. You can't have this type of, of relationship outside of the marriage. In marriage, okay, in the, in, the, in the battlefield. In the battlefield, we allow you to have this one out of two, this half of a marriage, which will lead to, obviously, the tragic results of the of the Amara, but that's the Ela, sends the says the Tosav Bracha. But again, what we can learn from this is that a couple, a healthy couple in marriage, have both elements. They are each other's environment, and that's why the Torah goes, does everything it can in order to keep excitement between a husband and a wife. That's the Gemara and Misafas Nida. Right, the Gemara asks why their has Nida. why is Nida Sur la Bailah for, for a certain amount of time every month, so that the Isha stays beloved to her husband, just like Bis Bishaskin Sasul Romance, excitement in the marriage. The Torah believes in that, and Chazal added on that onto that. But that's that's this message. That's part one. And part two is the positive, raising the family uh, together uh, to be Ovde to Hashem. So we learn something positive about marriage from the negative marriage of a bensauri We continue now with a bensauri comment. Let's review the Ramban. When I say review, we did this in our first year of the shiurim 13 years ago. But we haven't done it since, and it's in a, in a, in a basic Ramban on the parsha. So we'll do it again. Ben Sora Source number four says the Ramban. The Ramban doesn't quote it, but the Ramban is about to explain the Gemara in and Enhedrin. Dalid srikhin Hachrazah. The Gemara says there are four people that before we punish them in Bezdin, we announce to all around the reason that they're being punished. And the Torah uses the phrases by each of them, V'chol Yisrael Yishmuviro. All of Am Yisrael will hear and be in awe. And that's what it says here by ben Mora. The Torah says at the end of the section, right before Sheni, Uviarta Becha, V'chol Yisrael Again, ben Mora, one of the three mitzvahs that the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, at least according to one day and never happened, is just there to teach us. There's so many details the Bensurah Moor, that's almost impossible. But one of the four is Bensurah Moor. What are the other ones? We already have some in next week's part, last week's Parsha. Adem Zomamin. Adem zomimin, Adem come to Besdin and testify that Reuven killed Shimon and two other Adem and say, you couldn't have seen Reuven kill Shimon. You were with us somewhere else. And we trust the second group of Edom and the first Edom are get the punishment that they wanted to inflict, Edom's omen. There too. Number three. Mesis. Someone who tries to get another to do a, commit a, idolatry. Mesis. There are, there are mitzvos that uniquely apply to a Mesis. Not to have rachmanas on a Mesis. Number three. Number four. Also last week's parsha, Zakein Mamre. The rebellious elder the member of the Sanhedrin that does not accept the authority of the rest of the Sanhedrin and he keeps, keeps to his sheeta, and also he's punished. By all these four, v'chol will be So the Ramban, al Pihashkafa, is the connection between these four people? These four individuals and why do we have to make an announcement? Ben-Sorah Amorah. So first, the Ramban talks about what the ben Amorah violated. He violated Kidoshim Tihiyu the Ramban is obviously thinking about what he wrote at the beginning of Hashem's Kedoshim, famous Ramban about being a novel Bershosh HaTorah, but says the Ramban now on line number five, V'yal Ein Really the Bensora Mora has not done something that merits the death penalty. So why is Hechaib Misa? And again, it's the message of it, not that it ever happened. Why is Hechayim Misa? Because the Ramban is about to say that there are some people that are not being punished for what they did, but for what they represent. And how undermining of society, their behavior, what it constitutes. And it's not per se for the Misa Avera, but it's for its effect on society. Because by each of them, if you think about it, they don't deserve it per se for what they did. I'll shame Sofo for the past. Why, why is he being punished? Because this is the youth, this is the area of uh, what it's what's what's being the, the role models of our youth. The Zetam Bachoy Soyish Movie Hiro, Kilohumas Bigodel Eler liyaser Bo Esarabim. He's not being killed for his sin, but to teach others, to teach the public. And that others don't fall prey to this type of insidious behavior, stealing from one's parents, eating tremendous amounts of meat and wine in a way that is not just not, not acceptable, not, not on the, on the radar um, and the spectrum of, of normalcy. But that's Ben Sora Mora. Again, need to all shame sofa. Number two, Zakin Mamre. Zakin Mamre, what, what's what's wrong with Zakin Mamre? asked the Rabban. He's one of the Sanhedrin. He's one of the great 71. He really believes that he's right. There's a psak. he's outvoted, 70 to 1. Or maybe even less. But the other rabbi's like, okay, we we're outvoted. We give it. What does he do? He says, I think everybody else is wrong. He goes back and goes to his town and says, Everybody listen to me. Everybody else is wrong. So, but, so he's l'shem shemayim. He thinks he's right. What's the problem? It's undermining the whole judicial system. You're telling everybody to go against the sanhedrin agadah. So you think you're right, but you know what? The other seventy rabbis think not. And there's a vote, and there's a system, and there are rules. You can't have that. It would be the splintering of the whole judicial system. Nobody would cr- trust judges anymore. His psak shouldn't be a sin. Shei roy lamusbo. Rakhu lahaser ha machlokas minatora. Kasher Number two says ben zorimora. That's zakin ramri v'chein edim zomamin. Maybe that's the one that's most bolait that most you know screams out at us. But right? the gemara says harguay neharugin <laughs> kasher zomav v'lo kasher asa. If they actually succeeded, then they're not punished, and right? only if they tried. If they tried. That's not deserving of punishment. So obviously, they're not being punished for what they did. we never punished for what you try to do. Right? If I wanted to do it out there, I didn't get to do it out there. HaKadosh Baruch might take care of us, but Bezdin doesn't. So they're not being punished for their Misa. There's a whole this, maybe there's something called the Shemate Zomayim. Some Akronim say there's a status that's achieved. But but again, this is false testimony in, in, in the worst way. You know, people get, would get killed because if, if we don't have certain rules... And, and prevention measures that people know that even if they try, they're going to get punished. So that's going to hold not just the, the judges, Zakin Mamre, but the witnesses when it comes to the Eidim. And finally, Mesos. Mesis. Obviously, the, the basis of it all Avodazara. Again, even if he doesn't succeed, if the meses just tries to get somebody to do Avodazara. The Gemara talks about, we hide Adim behind the fence, and then we get the guy to say it again. What do you tell me? What do you want me to do? We set him up. Because we can't have these, these mahtiim, right? These, these people who try to bring others away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We can't have them in society. So again, he's not being punished for what he did, but what he represents and what he tried to do. <laughs> All of these are to teach others. So that's the Ramban. Again, they're all a but that's explaining the Gemara, the four that are the Yisrael, the Ero. Okay, moving right along. Again, where do we go in Harshish Kisaitse? There's, there's just so much. We have Shiloh HaKan, we have Ma'akeh. We have Ashavas Aveda, so we got to pick and choose. So if we look in Paruchav Beis Pasik Daled, Paruchav Beis Pasig we have the mitzvah of Hakim Tukim. Hakim Tukim, you know, helping out a fellow Jew. Right after Ashavas Aveda, Lo Achicha. While shall not see the donkey of your brother or his ox falling down, and you turn away. Hakim Takim Imo Lift him up Hakim Takim Imo. That is Pasik Dalid, you shall surely help him. Surely help him. Rashi Hakim Takim Zutiina Lahatin Masa O me alav. to help lift up the load that's falling. Lift up the load. Emo alav. By the way, before we get to the, the next line of Rashi, again we think that where where does this come up? When was the last time you saw your friend's donkey with a big load? It doesn't. But if you see somebody coming in from the car with a bunch of bundles? Where's Hakim takim in, in our day and age? See somebody walking out of the store carrying a heavy load. right? It could, anybody uh, you know, that needs help, have physical help. That's the mitzvah of Hakim takim. We don't make a brach on it, but we could say, think about it. And I'm going to, to do the mitzvah. But then Rashi is, you could do, help him with him. Avalam halach for Yashavlo. But if the person, what if the person has the donkey, and he knows Parshas Ki and he sits down on the bench, he's like, "Anybody want to do the Mitzvah of Hakim Takim?" I'm a little tired. I'm going to take a rest. To own patur, so then there's no Mitzvah. The Mitzvah is only if the person is helping himself. It's my Mitzvah to join in and help him. That's the word emo. If he's not helping himself. Then there's no mitzvah upon me. What does that say about Sarbah Chaim? Not for now, but that's the that's the Gemara, and that's Rashi. So if you look in the Ashtamid, he quotes first, this is the Chavaz Chayim. also. he called a mitzvah lazar la mishahu, Akher, Le'Ezra, Azra, someone who needs help, inam rak boofach Only if you do a little bit. Sometimes parents tell children, you know, it's fine, I'll help you, but you gotta do you gotta do the first step. You gotta, you gotta, I'm here to help you, but come on, you gotta, you gotta do something. I have to see some effort. I don't see any effort that I'm not helping. If he sits there with closed hands, he's like, it's your mitzvah to help me. No, no, it's not. It's not my mitzvah. Unless you're, you take the first step. So the quotes from one of the Rav Moshe like the uh, Eretz Yisrael one. B'er, i What's the double lashon? I ask something, that is what I ask for. Right? The difference between Sheela and Bakasha. We're not going to be between them right now. But what's the double lashon? I ask one thing we only have to help our friends if they're helping themselves you know what the same thing with us in Baruch Hashem will help us if we help ourselves if we take the first step if we want if we take the first step in Shuvah if we try hard if we push then Hashem will help us if we sit there and say, this is too hard for me. I, I, can't, I can't do any better than this. I can't improve in this area. No, this is who I am. This is, this is how I spend my time. This is what I watch. This is uh, how I yedavim. This is how I, how I get angry. Hashem says, hakim takim imo. If we do it first, so then Hashem will help us also. HaKadosh Baruch Hu im ein hu atzmo misameit. Try hard, umishtadel gamkein, la azor la If we don't help ourselves, im adam omed al omdo. But if a person stands on his, on, on, uh, by himself, a choshev, kekadish percho, yazor la, Shem's gonna help me. Without my taking the first step, ain't no that's a mistake. Hakem, takemi It's only if we do it, and then we'll be zochatis yatatatashmaya. Says the, uh, Ramosheth Salavachik, achashatim eisashem, I ask! But Hashem, you know what? I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to try my best. I'm going to do whatever I can. That's why you're going to have to listen. Because I'm not just asking and then sitting back. I'm going to seek it out. I'm going to try. I'm going to do what I can in action. I'm going to be mevakesh it. Rakim avakesh. Only if you keep after it. Mevakesh ba'atzmo. That's what we have to do. We have to do what we can. Take the first step. In all areas. In all areas of this month. Right? Chodesh Elel. Right? Anil Dodi, Vidodili. Who's the first? Who's the Dodi? Anil Dodi, Vidodili. Right? We have Shavu Hashem But we have, to, we have to take the first step. We have to take the first step. And then Hashem will, will help us out. Okay. Let's skip a little bit. Parach of Gimel, Pasuk Hey. of Gimel, Pasuk he. Again, there's so much Ma'ke, is. and then we get into a lot of the isurechitun Chitun, who you're allowed to marry, who you're not allowed to marry, and then we get to Lo Amonium Amonimu Moavipikal Hashem. Pasuk David, Amon and Moab are excluded. Gam Dorasiri Lo Yavo Lahebikal Hashem also, the tenth, meaning no generation. Ammon and Moab, the males, are excluded. Excluded, right? This was the famous discussion of David Hamelech. Ammoni velo, Ammonis, Moavi velo, Moavis. David Hamelech was, uh, con- it was controversy at the beginning until he was going to be let in. Doe ko was trying to argue that um, he should be excluded, but um, obviously David Hamelech prevailed. But why is Ammon and Moab? Why are they so dangerous and pernicious that we have to exclude them. They can never marry in. Al-davar of amayim mitzrayim. Because they did not bring us bread and water when we let, went out of mitzrayim. Right? Ammon and Moab, they should have helped us out. Right? Avram Avinu helped out uh, Lot in the days of old. So the least they could have do was basic ha'karaz Right? That's so what the Ramban talks about on this, uh, on this Pasach. So they didn't come out with basic bread and water, basic uh, necessities. And also... And they also hired Bilam to curse you, to destroy you. And what did he do? He wasn't successful there. He wasn't successful there, as the next passage says, as we'll see in a second. But first of all, a question that we've dealt with in the past. Um, I don't know if we gave this answer, but we'll give it again. You know, why is the order? Ammon and Moab, you can't marry them. Why? Because they didn't give you bread and water and they also hired Bilam to destroy you verbally. Which one would you have put first? No, it sounds like the second one is much more egregious. Right? They hired Bilam to wipe you out verbally, to give you a curse, and that's the end. And they didn't, they didn't bring you out some drinks. You know, why is the drinks first? And then you have uh, a Bilam. So it says in the Mayanash Torah they call me Piashmua, but again, this is said by, by others. They didn't bring you bread and water. You might say that they were poor. You might say that they didn't have. They didn't have the assets. Oh, yeah. What about the next pasuk? They had plenty of money to hire Bilam. They had plenty of money to hire Bilam. So that's just evil. That's just anti chesed. That's anti hakarasato. That's kfuitova. And that's one pasuk is read in light of the second one. You might say, but once you see Bilam, then you don't have that excuse for this you have plenty of money for this you didn't and this of course is the, is the message of the Beis Halevi in Parhas Va'yigash, where the Beis Halevi discusses how the ultimate Musser is from within our own life the inner contradictions that sometimes crop up in our life. We're able to get better, we're able to get up early and be on time to a but we're not able to be on time to be. When we're going to a certain event, we'll definitely be on time because we don't want to miss even the first minute, but uh, one or two Yehosh does won't kill me. Right? But we have to, we have to recognize. It's from within our own actions. Within our own actions. That's the Beis HaLevi, when he gives shot on the Medrash, and by Yigash, by Yosef HaTzadik, when Yosef HaTzadik tells the brothers, Ani Yosef HaOdevi the Medrash says that was tremendous musr and asked the Bepharshim, what kind of muster? He just says, is my father alive? So explains to Beis HaLevi, they, he knew already his father was alive from the, earlier in the conversation at the end of the previous Parsha. No, the point is, they're saying, is my father alive? Meaning you care so much about his health now. What happened uh, more than two decades ago? Right? Right? We're not going to be asked, like Rabbi Zusha said, I'm not going to be asked how my brother, why weren't you, Reb Mailach? Right? Why weren't you, right? Reb Zusha? Right, and that's this little message over here, little message of you had enough money for this and not enough money for that, so that's the excuse of Ammon and Moab. They have to be consistent. Number one, number two is the next pasuk. Right, what does it say? We can't marry Ammon and Moab because they the bread and the water and they hired Bilam. But the Torah adds, hashem, hashem didn't want to listen to Bilam. He didn't want Bilam to be successful. Hashem changed it to a bracha. I changed it to a bracha because Hashem loves you. If Hashem loves you. We changed it to a bracha. I always love to mention this, but I mentioned it then again in Parshas Bilam, Parshas Balak, uh, that that parsha, that whole section of the Torah, says the Chasam Sofer is the raya to Torah Menasheim. Because how do we have any idea what Bilam wanted to do? How do we have any idea? It wasn't, wasn't like there were any Jews in the meetings between Bilam and Balak and the advisors. How do we know? How do we know what, what happens? All we know is that he went up on a mountain and he said beautiful things to us. How do we know he wanted to do something else? It must be Terebin HaShemayim. It must be the divine authorship of the Torah. That's the only way we would know uh, what he was thinking. That's right? a similar idea to what the Gemara Megillah says. How do we know that Esther was written by Ruh So a couple of them, we know what was in people's minds. We know what was in people's minds. Uh, chash, uh, chasha Belibo. But here, and again, he quotes Bashem That's the Lika. That's the nature of Mayanah Um What do we need this for? This this fact thrown in here, right? The puzzle says you can't bury out on Moab. So, see, because of what they did, because they didn't bring your bread and they hired Bilaam. Why does there have to add? And by the way, Bilaam wasn't successful. Why do we know the story? What do we have? What do we need that review here? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu mention that? Beetzem Ma'in Zelakan. What's this? What's that doing here? So he explains, Bro, rasha, a topic that comes up often in Nevi'a Machronim. Nevi'a Machronim discusses Sancherev and Nebuchadnezzar. And sometimes the Navi portrays that Sancherev and Nebuchadnezzar both kind of have a defense. And they say to Baruch Hu, but we're just your tools. We're just doing your business. You know, the Jews deserve punishment, so. Paro also, Paro, Nebuchadnezzar, right, why, why are we so bad? You know, you want to punish the Jews, so I did your work, I did your dirty work, so why are you punishing me? And I don't deserve to be punished, right? that's how the Navi portrays all of these enemies, right, and this is really the question that's dealt with by the Rishonim, the Rambam and the Riven in Hilchas Shuvah, the Rambanin in, in Brishas, why in Brish Ben Abbasarim, Right? Kodesh Baruch says that you're going to be subjugated in a strange land, and then they're going to be punished. Don Why? Anochi. Why? The Egyptians, even beforehand, they were forecast to have the Jews in, in, in Mitzrayim, and then they were going to be punished. Why should they be punished? Paro complains. Why should they be punished? Right? They're just doing Hashem's work. So that's what's going on in this Pasuk. There are a number of answers to that question of why, does, why do they deserve to be punished. Says the Ramban and the Ravid, they went way beyond what was decreed. Hashem said they'll be strangers in a strange land. Hashem never said that their babies will be thrown into the Nile River. Hashem never said they'll be tortured. They went way beyond what the Gzera was. And all of that. That's one answer. The Rambam has his answer. But here, he quotes, you know another way that you know that, uh, that they're not doing Yitl Shema, and they're not just being the tools of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if they weren't successful. Then you know it was just their rishos, what they wanted to do. And they weren't acting on behalf of God in any way. Bishasha HaRosh Mavaki Yisrael When a Russia wants to uh, do bad to Israel, when he succeeds... If a Russia does what he does, and he succeeds, we can't always understand it. But we know it was meant to be. It was meant to be. And this Russia was just the shliach. Just the shliach. So technically, he is not fitting to, uh, uh, for an onish, unless he went overboard, unless you know the other answers that are given. But if we see that he wasn't successful, he tried to do it. Haraya then, but they so weren't worthy to be punished. He was just doing it out of his own wickedness. That's why he's right. That's what's going on here. Bilam, you hired Bilam. And you know what shows Bilam's wickedness? He wasn't even successful. He wasn't being a tool of Hashem. Hashem also told him not to do it. He wasn't the shliach. He was doing it from his own rotson. And that's why they were excluded. Because they hired an ultimate, you can't say, "Oh, they hired somebody." But we were supposed to get cursed. No, they weren't supposed to get cursed, and we see that from what exactly from what exactly happened. Okay, one other thought for uh, the parsha, and then we'll have a thought on on Chodesh Elul. We have one of the shei Sechiros in this week's parsha. Actually, two of them. At the end of the parsha, we have zechiras Amalek, zechiras Amalek. Which there might be some rabbanim out there that announced before laning the Shabbos. Again, this is known as the Chumr of the Maram Shik. Right? Have in mind Parsha Zacher. This is Why? Because from last Purim until next Purim is going to be 13 months, not 12 months. And one of the Pshatim, why we have Parsha Zacher, once a year is because the Gemara says in Brachas we forget things after 12 months. And that's why you can't forget Amalek and therefore once every 12 months. But if you're going to have a time where there are 13 months in between, so then... You should think about it, Parashas Kiseitze, in the summer. So it sounds wonderful. The problem is nobody said it in the Rishonim or their Achronim. Nobody else mentioned such a Chumrah. And leap years happen every couple of years. So if it was really true that we have to have this Chumrah, it should be in the Rishonim. That's the greatest raya by omission, that when Khazal say 12 months, it means a year. doesn't mean... Exactly, what, right after 12 months our brain starts emptying and we forget things? No, it means over time. So again, you know, if one wants to be machmer and have that announcement then one might say, we'll announce it so people will think about it anyway, but really you don't have to, but they'll think about it anyway, so maybe one kid, one could say that. But it's an interesting discussion to have. Uh, but that's the Parsha Zachar at the end. But there's another Zachar in the Parsha. Another Zachar. And that's the Zachar of Miriam. Herach of Dalid Zion, remember what Hashem did to Miriam <speaking in Hebrew> remember what Hashem did to Miriam on your way out of Egypt that's a Zohar and the question is what's so monumental about that what are the other Zoharis Maim at Har Sinai Chet Shabbos and uh, Amalek these are major What's Yitziyus Mitzrayim? uh Miriam, Miriam got because he spoke lashon hara about Moshe Rabbeinu. That's such an event that we that's grouped with with the others. Shabbos Mamar Sinai. What's the message? What's so significant about Miriam? So there are many answers to that question. This year we'll do Rev Soloveitchik. So Rav Salvechik writes here in the Mesorah Sarav. What's the deeper message? Why does the Torah single out slander more than all the other mitzvahs? So Soloveitchik explains it's not about lashon hara per se. That's the pshad of some. It's not about the Lashon Hara. It's about the content of the Lashon Hara. That was the problem. What was the root problem, the root hate of Miriam? Miriam wasn't trying to insult Moshe Rabbeinu, but she misunderstood his uniqueness. Miriam thought Moshe Rabbeinu was a different Navi, but only in a quantitative way. She did not realize the qualitative jump between Moshe and all the other prophets. And Moshe had to separate from his wife. That's just the way it had to be. Just the way it had to be. The only one in history that ever needed and will ever need to do that. Because he was the not Torah. He was, he went up and it was chatzimalach, whatever, in, in, in some way. He didn't eat for 120 days. So he was unique. That's what Moshe Miriam, who loved him so much, who saved his life, who, when she died, Bnei Yisrael didn't move. Miriam was unbelievable. And yet she didn't recognize his uniqueness. That's the Shei Sahiras. To recognize the uniqueness of Nebuah Moshe Rabbi. Right? That's the message of this zohar. She failed, however, to discern his school of quality, that he was the only mortal ever to achieve such closeness to God. Right? The 49th level of Tara, of Bina, 49 is always the. The level just above perfection, right? The 40 or, or destruction. 49th level of forty 49th level of understanding. Because 50 is ultimate. He was not merely greater, he was different. That's a great line. He was not merely greater, he was different. Meaning, it wasn't quantitative, it was qualitative. And he quotes the Rambam's four differences between Moshe Rabbeinu and the other Nevi'im. And that's the message here. The uniqueness of Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? Moshe and the Torah are linked Remember the last navi that we have. What's the last Navuah we received? The last Navua we ever received was from Malachi. And what did he say in the end of Malachi in Parakimel? What's the last message we received from Hashem directly as open prophecy? Zikr Torah Moshe Avdi. Keep the Torah. Keep the Torah until right? until and then he ninochei shalech lemis Eliyahu navi. It's fascinating. The last navi mentions Leo navi, which is going to be the first navi. The next navi. There's a hiatus now from Malachi to Eliyahu navi. But in there, he it calls Torahs Moshe, Zichro Torahs Moshe Avdi. And that's what we have to remember, the uniqueness of Moshe Rabbeinu, that, that's the Zachar by Miriam. Remember the uniqueness of the Nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay. So we will start Ashkenazim saying Slichus soon, Svarim have already started saying slichos And the centerpiece of all slichos is, of course, the Yidgim Omidos Harachavim, the 13 Attributes of Compassion. Right, that is the centerpiece for all. That's why by Ne'ilah, that's what we go back to. What do we do by Ne'ilah seven times? Hashem, 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 Hashem. We say two lines. And then again, Hashem, Hashem. Because that's, that's what Hashem told us to do. Hashem says, ya lefon, I can say the You want Rahmanis? Say this, do this. If, if what we say Selichus, then we're not up to the Khazan and the get up to Hashem, Hashem, we skip. We say Hashem, Hashem with the chazin. Right? That's That's crucial. So what are the Midos? So each one is discussed by the Rishonim. Hashem, Hashem. Why, why are there two Midos named Hashem? Okay, not for now. The MS. We're going to focus on MS. MS is one of the Midas Shel Rachamim. Is that true? No pun intended. Right? MS is a Mida of Rachamim. MS means truth. We usually think of ms as din, as exactly what we deserve. Ms isn't that the opposite of rachamim? We've said this a million times. so we have to think about this? How is ms truthfulness? How is that good for us? We're asking Hashem to show ms. We don't want ms. We want lifni b'shuras We want rachamim. Right? So ask here the drash David. What, what is ms doing here? What is Ms doing here? Ms is usually what we think about the Rishoyim. Hashem's going to be Ms with them. We're going to get Chesed and Rachamim and they're going to get Ms. They're going to go to Gehenna for their punishments. That's Ms. But but we daven Chesed Ms. What's Ms doing there? So before he gives an answer, but let me just mention something he says later on. The begin, Rashi at the beginning of the, of the Torah. Rashi the beginning, it's such an amazing diac. Rashi at the beginning of the Torah tells us. Not the Rashi about Reb why the Torah starts where it started off. Bereshis bar alokim. Bereshis bar Kim. Velo Amar Bara Hashem Yudke Vavkei. Right, Rashi at the beginning. Alef Alef. It doesn't say Hashem created. Right, Yudke Vavkei. Shebetchila Alef Achshav Leveros Midas Adin. Hashem originally wanted to create the world with Midas Adin, meaning Elokim, Elokim Midas Adin. But he saw the world wouldn't be able to function with Midas Adin. So what did he do? He put Rachamim and he partnered it with Midas Adin. So far we know, we know that Rashi. Why didn't Rashi just say, Hashem realized that Din's not going to work, so he changed it into Rachamim. He doesn't say that. He says he knew Din wouldn't work, so he partnered it with Din. Shitva. It doesn't say he f- switched, did to Rachamim. It says he took Rachamim also, and put them together. That's an amazing, Diak, right? That brought the message. So says the Draj David, Midas HaEmes is also one of the Midas HaRachamim. Why? Because we might think, you know, we do a lot of mitzvahs, we do a lot of Aveiras, so maybe we would think that kind of our mitzvahs are, our We did so many Aveiras, they kind of knock out the mitzvahs, and what's the net? What's the net on the bottom of our balance sheet? Right, what's the net? You know what this mean is? There's no net. Every mitzvah that we do, we will receive our just reward. There's no bittle when it comes to mitzvos. It doesn't matter what else we do in life, we all have faults, we all have mistakes, we all have slip ups, but that does not stop or dilute our mitzvos in any way. And Baruch Hashem, we all have tons of mitzvot as well, and that's what we ask for Hashem. Hashem, Emes, don't let all of my averis knock out my mitzvos. Look in my mitzvos. Be emistic. Give me what I deserve for my mitzvot. Even if somebody does terrible sins, Hashem doesn't forget the good. And we'll get for them. Not like a person. Often, when there's a judge, he'll weigh the positives and the negatives, and he'll give one composite net net uh, answer. He did some good things. He did bad things. You know what is uh, when a teacher has to give a grade. When a teacher has to give a grade at the end of the uh, of the uh, of the semester. So the teacher looks at, okay, what homeworks did he give in? What didn't he give in? How many absences did he have? How many times did he well on tests? How much this? So it's one it's one grade. It's one grade. We, we don't want to get one grade. Okay, we'll have to do chuva for Alaveras. But don't don't cancel anything. Don't cancel anything. The the sins we're going to try to uh, change into mitzvahs. When it comes to humans, that's the rachamim in emes. Even if we do certain things that we're going to pay for or we should pay for, that doesn't that doesn't nullify the good last page, nimsa shedavka oso diktok kadin shayodo, zorcha nishrochos kol maisav, the fact that Hashem remembers all of our maisim, not the last page, sorry, source 11, Who who? I'm a Roman by Manasseh, atovim, and he says, maybe that's, that's that's what he says, that's the shitfa, midas this midas adin, because just me this rachem also wouldn't be good, because we don't want a net, we want ms also, but then he says, where is it, let's just finish with this, he says, maybe that's, Maybe that's also pshad of what we say on Rosh Hashanah. The phrase that we have right before the bracha, the chasim is dvarcha ms v'kayim laad. Your word is ms and stands eternally. Dvarcha ms v'kayim laad. Ki emes, ms udvarcha ms v'kayim laad. So, what's the message we dafka mention ms here on Rosh Hashanah? L'chorah, on the bottom right, in source 12. tamua, madua Why? Why do we do that? So he quotes, he quotes from the Machsar Vitri, that this is from Olam Hashem d'varcha nisa b'ashamayim, v'chulu, that Hashem put together Adin. Miati his Mi'ate heitev ha'ashon. Iker b'ri'asa olam ha'esab mides adin levada. Ki'ate lokim emes. Hashem, your are emes. The Midas Adina Nikre Elokim. Elokim emes. Udvarcha emes. But Hashem wanted the world to continue to exist. V'kayim Lord So He made it in a way that would last forever. What is that alluding to? The Midas Harach. V'kayim Because He wanted the world to continue to exist. The didn't forget it. We wouldn't make it. The world wouldn't continue to exist. So, Ud... Elokim emes. You created the world with MS. Elokim. Bre'esop Elokim. Udvarcha ms but V'kayim Lord is alluding to the fact that you were meshati b'das harachamim, and that's how the world could continue with rachamim and din. And that's one we say to Hakadosh Baruch M's Hashem, please don't don't be Mavatal our mitzvahs. We gave tzaka. We did we did daven the best that we can. We learned the best that we can. We did what we can. Please don't don't let any of the mitzvahs be di- be diluted. Again, it doesn't mean that we have to focus on the mitzvahs. and think, oh, what a great person I am! I think I mentioned in the past. One of the somebody said, "Kizokher Hashem remembers all the things that are forgotten. So one of the Rebbe's said, I think, we have to try to remember our aveiros and not our mitzvahs, right? If we remember our aveiros do on them, if we remember our aveiros, Hashem won't remember them because Hashem only remembers what's forgotten. Kizokher So we should remember all of our aveiros, then Hashem won't. But our mitzvahs, we shouldn't remember. And then, if we remember all our mitzvos, Hashem's not going to remember our mitzvots. <laughs> Hashem remembers all the things that are forgotten. So if we forget our mitzvos, He'll remember them. And if we don't forget our arveh, then He won't remember them. So That's what we have to try to do. Again, ask the Kodesh Baruch Hu for Rachamim in this, in this month of Rachamim. We should be zochet to uh, um, a month and a year of Rachamim, of Rafua, of Yeshua, of all good things for Am Yisrael and for the whole world. Okay, we'll stop here, the Shem We'll continue next time in Parshish Kisavo as we continue here in Chodesh Elul Parshios. Okay, we'll stop here.